So welcome to ISO The Buns Podcast. I am your host, Koji Nagata, and uh, yeah, this is the podcast. I saw a lot of posts on buns recently about girls being assaulted on the subway or confronted in taxis, etc. And I'm not going to get too much into that, but what I will say is that I've also noticed a lot of guys defending the men in these situations. The only thing that I really need to say about that is I don't think that these men need defenses. I think that you just have to realize that what they're doing is a terrible thing and it doesn't matter what their reasons are or their history is. And Maybe they are mentally ill, maybe they aren't, but they shouldn't be doing it either way. I feel like a lot of men feel as if they need to come to the defense of males in general, but I don't think that's the form for it. You know, if you wanted to enter a broader discussion about defending men as a gender or whatever, I guess that's fine. But, you know, keep it out of those posts because I think that the the women in those situations have probably been through enough that they don't need to feel like you're attacking them or accusing them as well. I don't really have much to say, much more to say on that topic. I don't really feel qualified to speak on it. But, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes just... Keep it to yourself. Anyway, here's the show. Welcome to This Week in Buns. Hi, Buns. Yeah. So, actually, before we... You know what? No, I'm going to save it to the end. I was going to... I had some announcements to make, but I'm going to I'm gonna wait until the end of... of uh, You're not going to make them listen to it now? This week. No. <laughs> well, I want it fresh. All right, all so right. So, I'm going to save it to the end. So this week in buns, first thing I saw that everyone seems to have an opinion on is a girl who was on the bus and met a handsome gentleman and tried to give that gentleman her phone number, but somehow handed him the wrong piece of paper and instead gave him a grocery receipt. Oh no, grocery list. Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of people are like you know, in tears laughing, it's kind of like, she was like, ah, I'm going to be real smooth. And, and, you know, she like picked something up off the ground and was like, I think you dropped this. Right. Like, and it, <laughs> and it was going to be she's her- trying to do a pickup line. Yeah. And it, he's like, this isn't my shopping list. He's yeah. just confused. <laughs> well, I don't think he said anything. Um, and now she's, she's in search of him because. Well, cause he's cute. Duh. Did she find him? No, um, not yet. Not yet. Do we, did, did anyone even know who he was? no, no, okay. no, no. Um, Did she put up a description? I no. Oh, come on. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm guessing that. Uh, Who put this post up? Girl, update with a description. Yeah, Megan, come on. Because then if it's like he might not be in buns, but if you're like that, someone else happened. So this happened like months ago. Is someone had a like missed connection? That she was like, I was walking down the street and I saw this really handsome man, and he was wearing a chainmail shirt or vest or something, which is pretty distinctive to be fair but a bunch of people in the comments were like i know that guy also to so be you fair gotta describe him chainmail shirt and handsome man i don't seem like oxymorons they to me. do but apparently but, it happened you know, who knows? <laughs> that said uh yeah one of my announcements is about fan expo so you know well who am i to say who am i to talk who about chainmail shirts yeah <laughs> Um, well, she did say it was on the 28 bus to Brickworks. So I'm, I guess she was hoping that somebody would say, Hey, I got a friend who a girl gave a grocery, grocery list to on that bus. And, uh, it's probably you. 
I think maybe update it and be like, he was 6'2", and he had brown hair and like was wearing a green shirt yeah. that said X, Y, Z, you know, whatever. Then maybe someone will know who he is. Yeah, you know, maybe he's got plate mail or something. <laughs> anyway. It would make him easier to find. Yeah. Um, okay, so one of the ones, one of the posts that I really liked this week because it had a nice resolution, um, Amanda was ISO, a fellow named Martin, who was a customer service representative at 311. She had a bunch of problems with her landlord. They were doing contracting things at her house at 10 a.m., blah, blah, blah. She was upset. So apparently she called 311 to complain, and I don't think he could actually do anything to help her, but he was so nice. She described him in all caps as a gem of a human, and was just like, if anyone knows Martin at 311, please give him a hug for me. He really deserves it. And there were a bunch of bumps and a bunch of comments. And then in the comments, someone named Safi said that her best friend works or their, I'm not sure. Uh, someone named Safi said that their best friend works at 311 and knows Martin and that she's going to pass along her kind message. And everyone was really excited. They like actually found him and got yeah. to pass it along. I love it when Buns is able to do that. It's always like kind of magical to me. <laughs> Speaking of magic, uh, how about Brady and his giant zucchini? Oh, that zucchini and no, post. That is not a euphemism. <laughs> it is actually a giant zucchini as big as not a baby's arm, but a an human adult human's arm. arm. Yeah. Giant fucking zucchini. Was he trading it or just saying, like, look at my no, zucchini? No, trading it. Trading it. Really big zucchini. I grew this enormous zucchini in my garden, and I don't be, think I'll be able to do it justice by cooking it. Considered entering it into a contest, but doesn't want to seek fame and glory. Uh, ISO, literally whatever you think a zucchini is worth, please. <laughs> there you go. Um, compared to various objects for size reference, and then there's a picture of the zucchini with an arm, a guitar, and a dog. It's great. Um, other people in the comments started posting their giant vegetables. Someone else had a zucchini. Somebody else offered up, like, there's literally other people's zucchinis next to dogs and, like, kettles. And it just turned into this, like, hilarious. There's a bunch of great recipes in here if anybody wants to cool. make a zucchini <laughs> recipe. This is now a great resource. We have zucchinis at home, but they're all small and shriveled. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you should get this one. I don't know if it's even been traded yet. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about uh, another man <laughs> zucchini. <laughs> A- anyway, uh, so I don't know if you saw this one, but uh, Chantelle posted a long post about Pokemon Go buns. I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of they. Pokemon they Go. want your help to catch them all, but eh, let me direct quote here. I don't play. Hell, I don't even have data on my phone. But talking to friends that do play, I realized there was a way I could still take part in the fun. Go How? <laughs> Two words. Tandem bike. Oh, I did see this. Amazing. I ride the front. <laughs> you're in the back. You don't have to pedal. You don't even have to look up from your phone. You just have to focus on giving me directions and catching those little monsters. And it Amazing. goes on and on a and on. A great way to hatch eggs, guys. Oh, yeah, it's true. Just make sure it doesn't go too fast. Yeah, not over 20K. Yeah. Uh, for New Year's, I've been conjuring up ideas on how to be a tandem taxi for strangers, and I feel this is a great way to jump in. 
So you want help moving around the city faster? Make me an offer. Clearly, I'm doing this mostly for the sheer love of doing ridiculous things, but this is a trading site. So let's see what's out there. We can set a time and pick a date together. I live near High Park, so keeping it in the West End and downtown is optimal. Go. And then there's a bunch of notes as far as, uh, you know, trade things. Uh, the last one being, to be clear, these outings are strictly platonic. So, <laughs> you know, no, no putting the fast ones on him just because he's got a tandem bike. I love, I just want to go on a tandem bike. I think playing Pokemon would be like a great bonus, but I've always wanted to try a tandem bike and I've never done it. So a couple of years ago when I was uh, on tour with my previous band, we, on the side of the road, uh, I, I think we were in London, maybe London, Ontario. Mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. the side of the road, we found a tandem bike. It was just sitting what? there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we weren't sure who, who it belonged to. So we, me and uh, uh, the other guitar player picked it up and just started riding it around for a while. And then we just put it back where we found it. That's really nice of you. <laughs> oh, it was pretty hilarious, though. That's really cute. You got a free ride. They yeah. got their bike back. Tandem Hopefully, bike. unless it was just left there. No, know. like I mean, it was a residential neighborhood. It was kind of like on the curb by a house, so it could have so been probably theirs. like some kids left it there. Yeah, I don't know. Kids don't ever walk up bicycles. Um, so another post that I saw that was cute, though I'm not really sure about the backstory, um, because I don't remember when the original post happened but uh a girl named emily updated in bun's pet zone that they finally found their bird uh his name was bobby apparently he was missing some feathers from his adventure but they're really happy to have him back she'd put up posters um so if you saw posters for a missing bird you know that he's home safe there's a bunch of really cute photos of the bird hanging out with their pet dog who their friends apparently the dogs are very happy that the bird is home <laughs> which is adorable um and yeah apparently he was missing from the fort york and city place area oh no sorry that was a different bird oh he was missing from the coxwell and dundas street east leslieville beaches area so if you saw posts there for a missing bird happy ending he was found cute bird well, a couple episodes ago, I mentioned someone trading some Spice Girls memorabilia. Yeah. If you wanted a spiced up life. Don't well, we Elaine has kind of, I don't know if it's kicked it up a notch. I think oh. it's kind of kicked it up a notch, but uh, Spice Girls buns, these crazy dips circa 1998. If you guys don't know what dips are, it's like this like lollipop the candy. candy yeah, that yeah. You lick the lollipop and then you dip it into like... Uh, powder. Yeah, powder, but it, like... like um, pop rocks almost no the dip the dip well i don't know maybe dip is but lickamade isn't a pop rock oh yeah no, the, these ones these ones were definitely because you can see the the sparks flying oh, out okay, of the spice okay. girls mouths um they're each still sealed each crazy dips comes with a spice girl sticker i'm also including stickers that i got from bubble gums uh she's iso wait okay so her ISO, she says, I really, really, really want a zig zig ah. <laughs> but seriously, Perfect. something good, please. So if uh, you have something good, hook her up so you can get that Spice Girls candy. I don't, it's probably still good. I mean, it's just sugar. So anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's a fun one. Um, last week, we had an amazing uh, like mounted dildo to go on your wall. 
And this week in genital-related buns posts is a penis enlarger. Uh, so Oliver posted that he was gifted this exclusive penis enlargement contraption as a joke, bracket, I assume, bracket. It's been hilarious trying to give it away to friends, but after some thoughtful consideration, I decided to gift this, probably, incredibly painful device to the Buns community. Uh, this great invention has not been used and is therefore in pristine condition, ready to enlarge any penis you come across. I saw something equally as hilarious. I could also use a large dresser. Um, and it's like the comments got pretty hilarious. I don't know if he's actually traded it yet because he commented like that he appreciated all the attention the posts uh, the post has erected, but he would really like to trade it for something cool. So PM him. Right. Um, so I might need to get on, it, in on that because uh, it might help with my zucchini problem. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So hit him up if you uh, if you need a penis pump or or if you need a gag gift or something. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of gag gifts, actually, uh, or real gifts, because this sounds amazing, but I don't know how good it is in practice. Someone posted a bathe and brew shower coffee maker which is a shower head with a built-in coffee maker excuse me (laughs) yeah and it is the craziest thing i think i've ever seen i i can't that's amazing yeah it's hard to describe but it's literally just a coffee maker it's a drip coffee maker that has a shower head going through it that you attach to your your shower um yeah that's right uh, we, our our producer was just saying that uh, <laughs> Kramer had made his uh, his uh, the drain the drain a garburetor, so you know you, you can have a full kitchen both. experience. And then you could put the coffee grinds just down the garburetor. Exactly, it would be perfect. This is posted by Rodrigo. So if you need a, wouldn't your coffee get watered down though? Well, no, because you're it, drinking it in the shower. But it, oh, <laughs> maybe if you're drinking it in the shower. But if you look at it, right, the actual pot is like behind the shower sure, head sure, so sure. it's not gonna okay but if that were in my shower yeah after it was done brewing i would just take it out of the machine and drink it straight out of the pot while in the shower have you never had a shower beer it's like that but shower coffee yeah but the, <laughs> the beer has a has a smaller opening right so it's a little bit easier that's to true like... you're not gonna get a lot of weird water in it yeah uh there's also so the first few comments are like are you fucking serious what i gotta have this that sort of thing. And then someone actually posted a link to where you can get it. So, so if, it's not just Photoshop. If this trade does not work out for you, bathe and brew. Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. There's been like three cat posts um, this week on buns that like a, a, someone had kittens stuck in a, in like their roof or something. And someone else had kittens in their backyard. I think those ones maybe have been... Uh, ret- like the the ones that were stuck in the exhaust uh, in her attic uh, were rescued. Um, at first, she was ISO. She'd gotten two of the kittens out, but there was a kitten and a mom still stuck in there. Um, and eventually, they got them out. But I don't think all of the kittens have been adopted yet. So if you want a cutie kitten, uh, we will put the link to this on uh, the Buns podcast zone and you can find the post. Um, it's in Pets Zone, so you would have to be a member of Pets Zone to see it. Uh, but Macy posted it. And if you're looking for a cutie little kitty, these ones need to be adopted. And then there was another... Um, there was like two other cat posts, but one that I thought was 
kind of heartbreaking is this cute kitty who needs a house at least temporarily. She's this woman is looking for a temporary home for their 13 year old cat. The cat's name is Mussolini and she's kind of a chubby gray cat. There's a picture of her next to a baby. So she's good with kids. Clearly Um, they're relocating to Toronto from Montreal. um, And they tried many times to buy a home, but they can't. So they're staying with her parents who have cat allergies until they find a place. Uh, Her cat is currently staying with someone in Guelph who doesn't really like cats and uh, has decided to that he can't take her and can't have her anymore. So she's looking for a temporary home uh, for Mussolini and it would only be for two months. So if you can foster this cat, she's super old and gentle. She's lost all of her teeth because she's old and adorable. Uh, She still has claws and she loves humans and is very sweet and loving. And they say they'll even provide food, litter and medical expenses will be taken care of. So you really will just be like fostering the cat. That seems like a pretty good deal. Um, And let's see if there's an update on this because people were like giving suggestions. I think she actually might have found someone. Oh, yeah. Look, someone offered to take the cat. This week, she says this group has been a godsend. So that's great. Actually, that's really, I'm really happy about that because I was worried because not everyone wants to yeah. like hang out with like an older cat. Sure. But, but that's if great. If everything's, everything's good job, Buns. Of, then. Uh, well, so there's two other animal posts that I kind of wanted to bring up since we're talking about animals. First one is posted by Robbie, which reads, since moving to Toronto, I've really missed hanging out with my dogs and I needed one in my life. So, if you have a cool dog I can hang out with, <laughs> I can bring whatever kind of alcohol you like for us to drink. I, us being, I think, both humans, not the dog. Um, <clears throat> while I hang out with your dog. I'm trying to make this sound as not creepy as possible. I just really, really, really want to pet your dog. <laughs> uh, and then the second animal-related post I thought, uh, I think you're probably going to talk about, which is... Uh, Something to do with guinea pigs? Yeah, so there were actually two updates. Same guinea pigs. Uh, the ones that were... Originally, one was found in a park by a bun, and then another bun whose name is Kayla. She's super awesome. Took him in. His name is uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. She put up a post on Bun's Pet Zone that she just adopted a new guinea pig named Carl Sagan to be friends with Neil deGrasse Tyson super adorable long-haired guinea pig so that was a cute like little update from her and then a couple of days later she posted in the buns trading zone looking for someone to paint a quote renaissance painting of her and her two guinea pigs and it says renaissance question mark she put like a a picture up of the type of painting that she wants and then in the comments, a bunch of people said that it's technically like Northern Renaissance and all of the art history buns oh came out of the God. woodworks. Um, but there are actually like a couple of different people who posted offering to do this, who like posted examples of their work and they're pretty awesome. Um, this girl named Rachel has a series called Old Remasters. So she's like repaints old pictures and then updates them. And this one is like E.T. is in it instead of the original guy. Oh, amazing. Um, and it's actually pretty rad. So hopefully this will work out and we'll have an update for you, hopefully with photos of the finished painting, because this is going to be amazing. And I'm sure she'll post it on the Instagram that she now has for the guinea pigs, which we mentioned the last week on the podcast. That would be pretty good. <laughs> 
So scrolling around, the last thing that I saw was a PSA of sorts from Ross, who says, on the morning of Monday the 25th, I got sucker punched by some 30 to 40 year old white man about twice the size of me after leaving my after leaving work in the Bathurst and Bloor area. He was wearing a faded blue button up shirt and had very short hair. He asked me if I had an extra smoke before I could finish my sentence, uh, which was going to be, sorry, man, it was my last. He clocked me in the jaw. So I think the moral of the story is quit smoking. Right? What's the rest of his post? What happened? And then you won't get punched (laughs) in the face by a uh, strange man. Um, The rest of his post is just uh, a couple days later, he went to the emergency room and he had a non-displacement jaw fracture. Dang. Does he know why? Did the guy just punch him and walk away? Like what? Yeah. No, that's it. That's so weird. Who does that? uh, I don't know. Apparently this guy. So. What a jerk. You know? Yeah. Um, Okay. I have one more animal thing that is minorly pressing. So I wanted to cover it this week. Uh, Jen Keats, animal rescuer extraordinaire, uh, admin of buns, uh, wild buns. Um, She originally had a post that she was just ISO um, a ride for a dog that she's offered to foster. Uh, he's currently, this dog is in a home that he's being abused in. Um, it was uh, a woman's son said he found the dog, brought it home, and then has been screaming at her, locking her in the bathroom all day, like leaving her locked in the house and then getting mad when he comes home and she's like gone to the washroom on the carpet because he wasn't home to walk her and the son's mother who is um i think she's in a wheelchair or is just like not very mobile so she can't take the dog out for walks and she's worried about the dog um and so she was looking for someone to take it jen offered to take the dog but originally just needed a ride uh turns out she found a ride for the dog however uh the update is that uh, they're picking up the dog tomorrow and is going to, they're going to take her straight to a vet to assess who the best foster for the dog. The dog's name is Luna. Um, Jen was told that the dog is not good with children or dogs or possibly not other small animals. And Jen has all of those things at her house. So she might not be able to foster this dog. So if you are someone who wants to at the very least foster the dog until it gets updated or Sorry, if <laughs> updated. If you are someone who wants to foster this dog, at least until it gets adopted, um, please go to the Buns Podcast Zone and find the link for this and let Jen know as long as you don't have children or like other animals, then this dog should be good to go. I wonder how they would know because it doesn't sound like they have other animals or children in the house. So how would they know the dog's not good with... I'm not uh, sure. Anyway, <laughs> was there anything else on the menu? Um, yes, I have a couple of other ones. Um, Nick is ISO the stranger from Way Home, who instead of taking a picture of his friends and I, took a picture of his flaccid member on his phone. <laughs> he said that it wasn't until later in the day that he noticed uh, your dick in his pocket. How did you do it without us noticing? Um, he put a photo with the the dick pic uh, starred out and actually like was not mad about it, but was just kind of thought it was funny and was like wanted to know how this guy managed to get this picture on his phone without anybody noticing that he was taking a photo down his pants. Yeah. Um, so that one was pretty funny. The comments are great. Um, 
I just wanted to give a quick shout out because I'm sure everybody knows this story by now. Friends of mine who aren't even in buns know about this story. Um, So originally on the 27th, Nicole posted in Buns Trading Zone about the uncomfortable um, sexual harassment that she underwent uh, from a Beck taxi driver who it's come out now that probably he was not driving his own taxi and was borrowing a friend's because he didn't have like the photo in the back. Um, he was saying a bunch of creepy things that like he was going to put a baby in her and that he was going to come to her house cause he knew where he, she lived and, and like, was just being, yeah, just being a total creep. And she was like, I don't want children. And he was like, you are going to have my children. I'm going to like put a baby in you. And she was like super creeped out. Um, she, reported it to the police this has now been covered by like mainstream news and i've i've actually had a couple of friends who i don't even think they even know what buns is like tell me about this because they've been seeing it on the news everywhere right um so hopefully something comes of this beck i think was just saying that they have no record of the the driver. the drive because yeah. he re- like he reported to them that she never showed up and so the drive wasn't even on record and she paid cash so there's like no receipt anyway they're being jerks about it um so she put a description of him and the cab number was 7632 so keep an eye out if you're a person who takes taxis please read this post well it's so weird she has the number the cab number and beck can't tell tell her anything like no, okay, know. maybe it wasn't. He didn't have his ID in it. Sure, maybe it wasn't yeah. his cab, but they can tell who rented that cab, and then that guy would be able to say who had it that night. That's true, and hopefully Beck will actually do the right thing and find it. Um, and and you know what? In the comments, there was a lot of debate on cabs versus Uber, which there always is when one of these posts comes up. But I will at least say that if you Uber, there's a definite record of it because it's on your phone. Yeah. Well, they track those cars too. They track those cars. You have their photo, you have their license plate number, and then you have that physically on your phone. So even if you're under duress when it's happening and you forget to video it or record it or like take a picture of it, you have it on your phone. Yeah. And then Uber will to my knowledge, pretty much always do something about it and fire them. Whereas other people, she was saying in a different update that like, even if Beck fires someone for doing like sexual harassment, that they can just go work for another cab company. Hmm. Um, So personally, I would recommend Uber because even if something shitty happens, there are certain measures that you can take. Yeah. yeah. Um, And people since then have been actually posting about um, that new service that is not in Toronto quite yet, but it's called Drive Her with an H-E-R instead of driver. Um, And it's going to be Uber driven by women and for women only to use. So if you are worried about being harassed either as a driver or a passenger, um, you can use that hopefully in the future when it comes to Toronto. Yeah, I hope that doesn't lead to a bunch of gender equality debates. Yeah, oh agreed, agreed. There's definitely kinks to be ironed out in that idea. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, just wanted to give that one a shout out because it's something kind of major that happened on Buns yeah, this week. Yeah. Um, and the very final one sliding in less than 24 hours ago for this week on Buns, um, Nadine posted in Helping Zone, Anyone know where I could buy an adult-sized lobster costume in the West End? I need it because reasons. (laughs) So if anyone knows... Or anyone has one to trade. Where Nadine can buy a a 
an adult-sized lobster costume. She hasn't actually said what she needs it for yet. I mean, if you actually <laughs> just wanted to buy one, there's a service that uh, it's this little startup called Amazon <laughs> that you can go to, and they'll actually bring it straight to your door. They're not in the West End, though. They're everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere. Pretty soon there are going to be drones flying over the city. I do have a crab hat that I offered her, but it's not it's not a full body costume. It's just a crab hat. Yeah. Well, interesting that you mentioned costumes because I did say that I had uh, announcement. a little a couple announcements. Actually, the first one being that uh, and I also mentioned Comic-Con. The first one being that I, I need slash want to get a troll costume made so that I can dress up as the Buns, Buns troll. troll. While I wander around um, Fan Expo. And I have a pass for all of the days. So amazing! I want to make the most use of it by dressing up as the Buns Troll. So if there's anybody out there that can help with, you know, help me make a Buns Troll costume or make a Buns Troll costume and I will reward you handsomely. That would be fantastic. Update number two or um, announcement number two is living off buns. I kind of mentioned earlier in a couple episodes ago that I was thinking about, you know, attempting to live off buns. Well, I think that this September I'm going to spend the month uh, eating drinking. and drinking, uh, dressing myself, etc. off buns. I'm I mean, so excited for this. I'm going to put up a list of, of the rules that I have to follow. I mean... First of all, uh, I have a mortgage to pay, so I'm going to have to pay that mortgage. There's no there's no getting around that. I can't really get money for the mortgage on Bun, so... If only you could trade for your rent. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's one of those things that's just, just a gimme right there. Uh, but other than that, like I won't be driving my car because I can't pay for the gas unless I get gas cards that I can trade for. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could maybe right? do gift card, gas card. Yeah, yeah. well, that's, that's uh, a maybe... So we'll we'll see about that. And interestingly, I have a family event that I have to go to up north Uh-oh. that month. So I'm hoping what the cottage. Oh, that's August. Oh, woo! <laughs> Dodged a bullet there. Okay, but you know, I'll I'll either have to buns rides from people or whatever. The TTC I have a a monthly pass that comes. So and I've already paid for it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. That's I did kind that of, one year. That's you get kind a of uh, when you buy them all in advance. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's a gimme right there as well. But like I said, mainly I'm going to be searching for food and I'm going to start with a single t-shirt, pair of jeans, and I will allow buns to dress me with whatever they trade me. Oh guys, for. this is a golden opportunity to yeah. force Koji to wear whatever you want. And and <laughs> I, I I'll be documenting the whole thing with like either video or photos or whatever and giving shout outs to people. Uh once I have it all set up, I will outline all the rules. I'll put it in the Buns podcast zone. I'm sure it'll be in the main zones as well. And, you know, trade me. I'm going to start off with a few things that are enticing like uh some Buns gear, you know, Buns t-shirts and that sort of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and kind of go from there and see what I can get if I can live a month. So, uh, you know, guys, just help me out if you can. This is a pretty golden opportunity to troll Koji and control what he eats and wears. Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Just make him wear weird outfits and yeah. like trade him strange food. It's, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be really hard, I think. 
at first anyway i'm gonna have to try and stockpile as many instant noodles and like canned food and whatever else i can get my hands on because it's not every day that somebody spends a hundred dollars on indian food and can't eat it all you know that girl did that again oh really <laughs> yeah except with italian food i lost i lost i don't know where I thought I bookmarked it, but I can't find the post. Okay, but well, she posted on the Indian post being like, I did it again. And then had a link to she'd ordered way too much Italian food and had like seven pasta dishes that she needed to get rid of. I, I'm gonna have <laughs> I to, love her. She's my favorite. I'm going to have to find her then and, and friend her on, on Facebook mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. if she does it again in the you month of dibs. September. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to need ooh, it's just thinking about it now. The clothes and the food and Socks. the literally i am I'm, I'm going to september is going to get a little chilly too you're gonna need like a sweater i'm gonna take this to uh as 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 far as i can and, I, and by that i mean uh any any sort of expenses that no one would normally spend money on in a month other than like i said my mortgage and my bus pass that's i, I will be spending zero dollars so that, that means no coffee no uh no drinks no going to restaurants None of that. So if any buns uh, own or run a restaurant or a coffee shop or a bar and want to trade, Koji has some really cool stuff in his house, guys. So you could probably like sort of choose whatever you want. You kind of have him by the balls here. You could just be like, I'll give you uh, like a few free drinks and like a meal. And he'll be like, okay, because <laughs> he'll be so sick of eating like instant noodles yeah, <laughs> at home it's alone. Go- it's going to be. <laughs> and, and, and I'm also going to say that I'm going to uh avoid going to friends houses for food or you know parents houses for food because i feel like that's just kind of a cop-out unless you trade them well sure but then even then it's not exactly documented like i want to do everything through the app okay all right. so that you know i can show the uh, people the chats that i had like i'm going to document the whole thing through the through the buns app so cool yeah and i'll anyways i'll post more about it but just keep in mind guys Troll costume and, you know, bun September. Everything he needs to live for a month. Was there anything else we wanted to talk about before uh, before we get moving? Before we mosey? I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. You know what, uh, dude with a tandem bike? I might need your help getting around the city <laughs> in September. <laughs> anyway, thanks a lot, guys. Bye, buns. Welcome to Under the Bridge, the place where you trolls have your say. If you have something you want to get off your chest, call 647-ZEN-TROLL. That's 647-936-8765 and leave a voicemail. I'll play it on the show. This week, I've decided to play another movie clip, so here it is. Are you talking about what? Are you talking about... Bitching about that sale you shot. Some son of a bitch don't want to buy land. Somebody don't want what you're selling. Some broad you're trying to screw, so forth. Let's talk about something important. Are they all here? All but one. Well, I'm going anyway. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. (laughs) You think I'm fucking with you? I am not fucking with you. 
I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Your name's Levine? Yeah. You call yourself a salesman, you son of a bitch? I don't gotta listen to this shit. You certainly don't, pal. Because the good news is you're fired. The bad news is you've got all you've got just one week to regain your job, starting with tonight. Starting with tonight's sit. Oh, have I got your attention now? Good. Because we're adding a little something to this month's sales contest. As you all know, first prize is a Cadillac Eldorado. Anybody want to see second prize? Second prize, a set of steak knives. Third prize is you're fired. You get the picture? You laughing now? You got leads. Mitch and Murray paid good money. Get their names to sell them. You can't close the leads you're given. You can't close shit. You are shit. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it, because you are going out. The leads are weak. The leads are weak. The fucking leads are weak. You're weak. I've been in this business 15 years. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> you know why, mister? Because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an $80,000 BMW. That's my name. And your name is your wanting. And you can't play in the man's game. You can't close them. Then go home and tell your wife your troubles. Because only one thing counts in this life. Get them to sign on the line which is dotted. You hear me, you fucking faggots? A, B, C. A, always, B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. A, I, D, A. Attention, interest, decision, action. Attention. Do I have your attention? Interest. Are you interested? I know you are, because it's fuck or walk. You close or you hit the bricks. Decision. Have you made your decision for Christ? An action. A-I-D-A. Get out there. You got the prospects coming in. You think they came in to get out of the rain? A guy don't walk on the lot lest he wants to buy. They're sitting out there waiting to give you their money. Are you going to take it? Are you man enough to take it? What's the problem, pal? Hugh, Moss. You're such a hero. You're so rich. How come you're coming down here and waste your time with such a bunch of bums? You see this watch? You see this watch? Yeah. That watch costs more than your car. I made $970,000 last year. How much you make? You see, pal, that's who I am, and you're nothing. Nice guy? I don't give a shit. Good father? Fuck you. Go home and play with your kids. You want to work here? 
close. You think this is abuse? You think this is abuse, you cocksucker? You can't take this. How can you take the abuse you get on a sit? You don't like it? Leave. I can go out there tonight. The materials you got make myself $15,000. Tonight, in two hours, can you? Can you? Go and do likewise. A-I-D-A. Get mad, you son of a bitches. Get mad. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Go and do likewise, gents. The money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. You want to go out on those sits tonight and close? Close, it's yours. Not, you're going to be shining my shoes. And you know what you'll be saying? Bunch of losers sitting around in the bar. Oh, yeah. I used to be a salesman. It's a tough racket. These are the new leads. These are the Glengarry leads. And to you, they're gold. And you don't get them. Why? Because to give them to you is just throwing them away. They're for closers. I wish you good luck, but you wouldn't know what to do with it if you got it. And to answer your question, pal, why am I here? I came here because Mitch and Murray asked me to. They asked me for a favor. I said, the real favor, follow my advice and fire your fucking ass because a loser is a loser. Too much shit in your apartment? Get rid of it today on the Buns app. Available in the App Store, Google Play Store, or online at buns.com. All right, so here's an interesting interview I did a little while ago with Emma. She was kind of at a crossroads with life, trying to decide what she wanted to do. Does she venture down a new career path or go back to school to beef up that resume? She turned to Buns for some advice. And uh, it seems to have worked out for the best. So if any of you are in a situation, you know, you feel confused, you want someone to speak to, and maybe it might be a good idea to ask some people on Buns because uh, they're fairly impartial, I would say. Anyway, have a listen. All right, let's get started, I guess. Uh, so you posted on Buns that you, at one point, were trying to make a decision between uh, taking a job and, what, going back to school or something? Yeah, it was like a 15-week intensive broadcast journalism uh, course. And idea being was that, you know, I've had all of this, like, corporate experience and I've not been loving it and you know there's this whole long-standing burning desirous you know motivation for me to get out of that world right. and transition into something that um you know like dream following 
Um, one of which was, you know, to uh, be a part of the travel industry, be a part of um, writing, just like media in general, broadcasting, kind of transition and make up some kind of career that I could have right. that was fringy yet like involved in those worlds. Okay. And so that's why I thought, okay, to get me kickstarted, I'll go back to this like 15 week program. It'll give me all the technical skills, you know, technical right. skills like, you know, editing audio or video and like making, you know, recordings and stuff like that, doing live hits for shows. Maybe I need to get the information for this course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I know. Well, that's the thing. And that's a, what a lot of people's response was, was like, no, 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 like self-teach yourself. You can do it. And in my mind, I'm like, I know myself a bit better than that. And right. I, ca I can't actually like find the motivation to like self-teach myself something unless I have like a kick in the ass to go and do it. Yeah. Okay. So before we actually talk about the crossroads, let's talk about what led you there. So out of high school, did you go to university or college or uh, did you go straight to work? Yeah. So I went to Queens for uh, an undergraduate in film and global development studies. Um, so I've kind of always been in these two worlds where half of me thinks that a job in media is fickle and I'm not, wouldn't be contributing enough to the world and being the activist that I see in myself. Right. Um, and then the other half of me, yeah, is, you know, this global development minded, like very travel minded, want to get out there, do things, which neither of which I've fully pursued in either direction. Right. Um, I, upon graduating, I traveled for three years, um, kind of jointly pursuing professional and personal development. Went to Australia for a year, ended up meeting my fiance there, um, moved to England um, with him, and then uh, we backpacked around South America for six months. Now we're giving Canada a, a try. <laughs> awesome. So you had mentioned that you were in some sort of corporate job that you didn't like. I mean, I'm not going to ask you to shout out where you were working, but what kind of things were you doing? Yeah, I, yeah, it, it is, you know, it, for all intents and purposes, I've been working at some awesome jobs people would love. I've um, had the opportunity to work in uh, corporate conferencing in London, which gave me a really intricate and nitty gritty perspective of uh, the oil and gas industry, which is pretty controversial. And I found myself up against a lot of like issues of morality there, as well as I, I saw these, I don't know, parallels between the ex like principles of extractivism and the principles of like the office culture that were going around, meaning that you know, we were just being pushed and pushed and pushed and they were trying to like extract so much work from us in a 12 hour, 13 hour work day. Right. And that's exactly what was going on with like the oil in the ground. And it was oh, just really, really enlightening and important career step for me. And yeah. it was really interesting to now have a backbone to my feelings about the oil and gas industry. Sure. Um, since then uh, in Toronto, I was working for a, a startup which is awesome. You know, startups have really great corporate culture. They tend to value uh, those kind of perks a lot right. more than, say, other corporate corporate atmospheres. And I took the job specifically because I thought that that would be the the environment that it would almost be closer to the connection that I was looking for from my like traveling days yeah. where everyone was going to be this like super passionate, very motivated entrepreneurial spirit with lots of ideas. And what I found like 
it was a lot of fun. I had fun, <laughs> but I found it, I wasn't really being challenged in, in specifically in the role I was doing, which was just like an event management role. And also when it came down to it, you know, with many startups, I feel like once the wool is removed from your eyes and you realize that the nap room isn't used all the time and right. you can't just sit around playing ping pong all day. Not that that's what I was going there to do, but still, you know, those, those perks are just that, you know, they're, they're perks and the corporate structure that was really something like the climbing of the ladder yeah. and all these office politics that were going around were still very much there. So it kind of like blew up in flames, like burned me out. I don't know if you've ever like Googled the job of an event manager, but no. it is like Google top 10 stressful jobs. Right. Event manager is always in the top five. Right. And uh, so I had just, you know, I was just burnt out. <laughs> yeah. All that sounds like buns. They, they ring you dry like a face towel here. It's, <laughs> it's awful. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, a bunch of them, when I walked in the door, were, were playing Call of Duty in between coding. So uh, the ping pong table Typical. does get used here. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's when you found yourself kind of at a crossroads. What, yeah. What made you turn to buns? Yeah, so, um, I mean, my fiance and I, mostly driven through him, but we're, we're, he started this whole campaign where he wasn't going to buy anything new for a year. And he started that back in London. Wow. It sounds difficult, but for this guy, it's actually very easy. Like, he he does not buy anything as it is. Um, so, you know, it was, the caveat was nothing new unless it was, like, handmade. Okay. So, yeah, he, he has, and this is when he, uh, he started a business back in London, and it's a creative upcycling business. So, he repurposes materials to make, you know, awesome, like, really unique, like, lighting, furniture, home decor, um, and it really took off in London. Amazing. One of it, yeah, really, really cool. One of the first customers was Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he had such great success in London. And then we took off to South America and kind of like dropped everything. Yeah. Um, and he, you could tell like after four months of traveling and getting all of this inspiration in South America with concrete and exposed rebar everywhere and all of these really awesome examples of upcycling just in modern usage in South America, he was just like eager to get back into it. So when we landed in Canada, we were really starting to get on the ground researching different avenues for him to collect things and yeah. upcycle and stuff like that. So a friend of mine, Maddie Kessel, um, sent me, you know, link to Buns being like, this is perfect for you. You have to join. Yeah. And that was back like way back when Buns was like 10,000 ish. So sure. I was, I wouldn't say I was an early adopter, but I was yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty early back in the days when like your post could be read by at least like 30 people before sinking below. Right. And, <laughs> and most people probably kind of knew each other at least a little bit at that point. Yeah. Well, if you're, if your husband ever needs a place to exhibit his work, my house is always looking for new stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. We got lots of stock. Ultimately then you had a decision to make uh, and you turned to the Buns employment zone? Yeah. So, uh, you know, that was obviously like the, my introduction to the trading zone. And then from there, I was just addicted, obviously. It kind of took over my life. As it and, does. Yeah. yeah. And especially then when I became unemployed, it was like, oh my gosh, look at all this time I have. Right. <laughs> I'll fill it with Buns. Um, and actually, I was noticing as I was parking, um, where I parked was the location of one of my very first trades. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is like historic. And it was uh, a printer cable 
for a token. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, once I was like really embedded in the community, I started joining all of the other groups. When I was a part of the unemployment zone, I was just kind of trolling along looking for opportunities um, and came across a post about Verge magazine. Um, and they were looking for, among other things, you know, an event manager, event sales manager, uh, writers for their travel magazine. And for me, this was like this perfect connection of my goals to transition into the travel industry, my goals to transition into writing, my goals to get out of corporate structure. Yeah. This is like a remote, small company, totally cool with everyone traveling, working from their home office, that kind of stuff. But on the other hand, you had the opportunity to go back to school perhaps and study some of these things. So how did you, how did you weigh that decision? I went to Bunce Helping Zone. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of just, it, it, this course, the people weren't getting back to me and I had like three job offers that I was bouncing around. One of which I had already started, which was like a part-time gig. Another one that kind of was like rocky and like who knew if it was going through or right. not. And then, and then all of a sudden the travel magazine came through and I was so excited. And then of course the very next day, the course you know, coordinator finally got back to me and was like, hey, you're accepted. Like, we start next week or something ridiculous. Like, it was so short notice right. as well. Um, and so I was already a little bit frustrated with that, but I was really conflicted with this notion of, okay, well, when I left my last company, I, like, promised myself that I wasn't just going to walk into another job that came along. I was going to, like, seek something out that was going to be transformative. And... To that end, you know, I really got stuck on this idea of, of opening up my own like travel brand, maybe doing podcasting actually, right? Um, and like blogging, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I thought, no, I really need to get these skills down, and it's going to be a really great way for me to like shed the last bit of like corporate negativity that was in me, yeah, <laughs> and kind of like become reborn and um, find great connections through the teachers and whatever and kickstart a new career. Um, but yeah, so I went to Bun's Helping Zone and just posted like a last ditch, like very emotionally <laughs> charged message to everyone being like, what do I do? <laughs> Job, school? And I guess like the response was, a lot of people were like, it sounds like you've already made up your mind, like obviously take the job. Um, which was funny because to me, when I was writing it, I was actually leaning more towards school. Right. Um, and I guess they kind of changed my mind, um, as well as I kind of came, like, searched a little deeper and came to some other, like, personal understandings about what I actually wanted to obtain and my career goals and things like that. Um, but yeah, so there was a really out, uh, overwhelming response. Yeah, it, it seemed like there was a... I, I saw the thread. Well, that's what prompted me to contact you, actually. And it just seemed like there was a lot of people with a lot of opinions. And then uh, I saw your follow-up, the edit, that uh, that said that, that you had you had made your choice. And so now you loving it? Yeah, so I... Yeah, like, I'm 100%. Like, I'm... As well as... So I, I kind of... In taking the job, I also made like a bold choice to like speak up for what I wanted out of the position and was very honest with them about, you know, I'm taking this role with the known fact that there's opportunities for me to write and become published through the magazine. Right. Which 
I don't know. I feel like I don't mean to get feminist about it, but like it really is difficult for sometimes for me specifically as a woman to like, like speak up for what I deserve in the workplace or what I want out of a, a position or a career or a salary. Right. And I'm kind of battling with that in my own in my own shit. So yeah. this was like a moment where I was like, I'm going to take a stand. Like if I'm going to take this over the course, then I have to get the value out of it. Yeah. Um, and they were like, of course, Oh my God, we have so many things for you to write, like start writing tomorrow. Um, so not only did I start this job with like this powerful move, um, and kind of like just dictating what I wanted, you know, within the first week they had given me a writing, um, opportunity and amazing. Uh, I was published. Um, and, uh, yeah, on the front page of the magazine. So I mean, it, it's not a massive deal, but it was... Uh, it's a pretty big deal. I don't have anything published. <laughs> so is it available online? It is, yeah. So it's Verge Magazine, uh, is the travel magazine. And uh, I'm uh, the article's about uh, Malia Obama taking a gap year. So essentially the magazine focuses a lot of their writing on... Uh, work abroad, study abroad, abroad, volunteer abroad programs that are offered. And, right. And also the kind of like deeper political structures and the socioeconomic politics that go along with taking those those trips and sounds very buns i'll uh <laughs> i'll hunt down the article and post it in the show notes of the show so that uh you listening can can check it out okay so on to some less serious questions what was your last trade your most recent trade my most recent trade is scheduled for wednesday okay oh in the future that's in- well, that's more than recent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't actually. I don't have a great memory, so I can't remember the last one. But uh, the the ne- the next one is Wednesday, and I'm trading a fire hose. Um, my fiance just started making these really awesome stools, um, and the backs of them are made out of like the cut pieces of the fire hose, and then like old rebar legs and stuff like that. So, wow, crazy. Yeah. So y- AdamFullerton.com. A- AdamFullerton.com. Okay. Adam-Fullerton. I'll, I'll, I'll put a link there too. Um, so you're trading that one. What are you? What are you guys getting out of it? Um, yeah. So uh, no, I'm getting the fire hose. Oh, you're oh trading. you're getting the fire hose so that he can make these things. Exactly. Gotcha. And for five tokens. For five tokens. Okay. It's a pretty good deal because he just bought another one on Kijiji for like ninety bucks. So these things are like pretty hard to come by. You hear that, guys? Buns over Kijiji all the way. Oh yeah. Okay. Is there anything that you're looking for? Because I like to ask all the people that I've interviewed uh, kind of what they're in search of so that we can put the word out there and uh, flood your inbox with whatever it is that you want. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I'm I'm recently, we're, we recently moved to the East End um, and I feel like a true East Ender. I've just like kickstarted my like home plant <laughs> collection. Yeah. And we've got this awesome bay window and it's our first, uh, house like together like sure, just him sure, and sure. I so I'm really making it my own so house plants all the way house plants um I hear succulents are pretty big on in the buns community <laughs> it is huge but like to be fair I'm, I'm a member of the buns plant zone and a lot of people in it are east enders and it's, sure. it's probably one of my favorite zones in terms of like the warmth and like love that is shared in that zone is is pretty unbelievable right. and the lack of drama. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> but if you want no no drama, go to the plant zone. If you want lots of drama, which I also do love, stay in the trading zone because there's yeah. lots of drama all the time. Yeah, yeah. And always looking for things for Adam for, to upcycle. So, but we don't want like 
crappy, junky IKEA furniture or anything like that. We want like very interesting bits of old metal or brass or scrap or pipe, things like that. Okay, well, if you guys have got any of that, you can email me at podcast at buns.com and I'll pass it along. That way, my email box is flooded and not yours. But um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no problem. Okay, well, is there anything else that you wanted to shout out before we wrap it up? No, I mean, I just think, uh, I guess just like a statement on the whole Buns community in general. Like, I would just want everyone to like take a minute and just acknowledge that this is a really unique and creative and bizarre space full of like really loving and unique people who are all sharing so many extremely left, extremely PC, extremely extreme points of views. And it's so amazing that we have this opportunity to to do this. I totally agree. And I think that as the community grows, there's going to be a lot more people with a lot more varying sensitivities or degrees of sensitivity, sensitivity totally. even. So we just have to take it in stride. And I'm, I, sure. I'm a big fan of, of free speech. I don't think that, for example, you know, I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to see Donald Trump win an election, but <sighs> I think that anyone who wants to support Trump or say positive things about Trump or whatever is allowed to go do those things. In the same way that I might not agree with, you know, certain people's points of view on, I don't know, some of the things on buns, for example, but I think that they should be allowed to say them. You, of course, are allowed to rebut them, but all sort of, you know, let's just try and put hostility aside. I know it can get hard. Exactly. And to be honest, like, that's the reason why I'm in buns. Like, that's... Yeah, absolutely. more of the... Like, I love seeing the dialogue and seeing where things can go. And... Like, you really do learn so much in such a rapid, like, quick, fast exchange of views. Oh, you got to get on it quickly, for sure. It's in, it's immense. It's absolutely immense. And nowhere else could you get such, like, amazingly well-crafted political discourse at such a low cost and for such such fun, like, engaging dialogue. It's, it's really amazing. Um, and I think sometimes we just should should all, like, appreciate that we have this place and that it exists and that, you know, outside of those things, like this is what I was missing from my time traveling. When I came back to Toronto, I was missing my like travel culture. I was missing my like um, hippie crowd. And I'm so happy that Buns is there to be that louder voice because I feel like you really do need to have that voice and, and you want that voice to be louder in your life than all of the other weird constructed dialogue that does take place in quote unquote reality. But uh, and by the way, you know, I used to work for a startup and I know, you know, just how intensive like getting an app like this off the ground is and and the speed at which you guys are making new releases and things are transforming on the app is incredible. Yeah. Especially for like a brand new startup that's really, really dealing with so much rapid growth. Like this is an amazing, uh, you know, startup for all intents and purposes. Well, I, you know, I appreciate you saying that. And I think a lot of it has to do with the people that help us out, the moderators, the community itself. I mean, I don't think buns would be, in the news every other day if it wasn't for the people using the using the app and using the Facebook group and making it such a, a great place. All the positive stories, the people helping you, um, you know, 
almost you know find her career the people helping the the bride from Ford McMurray find her dress you know people helping find misconnections so for all the you know I, I don't even want to say negative but for all the the bickering that might happen on buns there's so much positivity I think it's yeah. just yeah it outweighs it for sure and the bickering is great yeah like, oh yeah we should it, it's a it's a positive thing even negative like posts that turn out really really bad are actually really really great for us to all hear and know and be a part of well, i think the, I, <laughs> and that's why i agree with you i think that everyone's entitled for their opinion no matter how wrong it is uh well who am i to say but yeah <laughs> anyways thanks for sitting down uh, Thank you and so talking much for with inviting me. me of this course fantastic everything passes by sometimes i wonder why why can't i just die Music this week provided by Melotone, a Swiss trip-hop indie rock band. Here's their song, Someone, off of the 2016 album, Broken Rooms. Melotone's music ranges from trip-hop to indie rock, with elements of pop, psychedelic, and ambient. These Melotones are shaped by the strong voice of singer Martina uh, you know, I'm going to butcher that last name, so I'm not even going to mention it. The band was founded in 2008, and the second album, Broken Rooms, was recorded at the Influx Studios in Bern. Is Bern a place? During the summer of 2015, with U.S. American producer Slade Templeton, and was l- released January 2016. If you like it, you can... Uh, Check them out, mellotone.ch. Here we go. So 